We are here to ruin ourselves and to break our hearts and love the wrong people and die. Hit the music. <laughs> I think we need to do that. Yeah, that was hit the music. <laughs> gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages it is a new episode of movies that don't suck and some to do my name is neil and i'm chris and today oh man today hey, today dude i'm so today, fucking excited i can't fucking wait movies Ugh. all right not only not only are we reviewing these two movies but i want you guys to know uh right now going on or starting this weekend is yeah. panic fest oh, yeah. in kansas city so me and chris have got to interview directors yeah. actors the founders of panic fest yeah, like we have had like just a movie succubent week dude, like dude, by it, the way 20 screeners. Now, 20 screeners. 20 screeners we got to watch. Well, I don't watch all of them. We'll pick, but I think I think for next week we should pick, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll each pick we'll one. We'll do a panic fest. Yeah. I think we'll do a panic fest week next okay. week. We'll, we'll talk about it at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, but today we are reviewing two of the biggest movies from from not only this past weekend, probably the year. To me, to um, me. like uh, I know uh, that. To you and me. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. and me both. We're both huge fans of uh, first the guy so nice that Chris got a tattoo of one of his evilest characters on his body. Uh, Robert Eggers. Eggers, yeah. That's what I said, Eggers. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> I did that on purpose because I knew I'd piss you off. Anyway, Robert Eggers. New movie, The Northman. First starring, I'm sorry, but one of the guys I totally think is hot, Mr. Oh, no, Alexander Skarsgård. I never said I cared about you. Maybe you dreamt it. You big phony. Big hat, no cattle. Do you mind? I'm trying to think here. I thought you said my life was too valuable to throw away. You are valuable. That's very clear. I'm just not sure why. Suki, I'm risking everything to tell you this because you mean so much to me. You make me feel almost human. You mean nothing to me, understand? Nothing. I'm very close to getting something I've wanted since I was still human. Do not get in my way. I hate your fucking guts, Eric Northman. So Neil's a genius for picking that clip. Not only because it's true, but and the guy's name That's is Eric Northman. An hour to find that one clip. You were trying the to find. I went what? through all the true blood. I saw so much of true blood trying to find you, that clip. I knew it was there's one where they yelled his name, and I just couldn't find it. <laughs> Uh, all right, then uh, co-starring in this movie with him is the great, the beautiful, the wonderful, always good, Nicole Kidman. I believe that in our fast-moving computer age, it is the medium of television that joins together the global community. And it is the television journalist who serves as messenger, bringing the world into our homes and our homes into the world. It has always been my dream to become such a messenger. I look to you gentlemen now to make that dream a reality. It was weird. I saw I saw the Northman at the UC and having Nicole Kidman introduce the movie where she, she's in. I'm like, this is weird, you know, because uh, she does the intro to the movies now, you know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, whatever. I guess. Yeah, that. yeah. No, she's at the beginning of the AMC movies. Yeah. Like the lights go down and we're yeah. all it's like, excited. Here, know? movies are uh, stories are perfect. Uh, or stories are perfect because here they are. 
AMC movies. Yeah. We, we and and that movie, actually, that's one of hers that doesn't get talked about a, month, yeah, a well, lot. This and that is the, To Die For. Yeah, 1985, which, right? which, Yeah, which, let's be honest, is actually a prelude to today of, like, everything that goes on today mm-hmm. with social media and everything like that. Also in this movie, the wonderful, the beautiful Anna Taylor Joy. Anya. That's, on that. that's what I said, Anya. <laughs> it threw me off. Just like he knew it would. From that point on, the whole game was like a foregone conclusion. I I couldn't fight this feeling that I'd already lost. Like, in the books, where you know the outcome, but you play it out just to see how it would happen. And, I mean, every move he made was so obvious, so unimaginative, so bureaucratic. And the whole time I'd look at his face and there was no doubt, no weakness. I'm so glad you didn't see it. That's from the Queen's game, but probably her most famous. Yeah. One of the, one of the, I mean, everything she's been in has been a joy. I mean, the witch, uh, no pun, Uh, Uh, everything, uh, everything from the witch, which is one of your favorites. And, um, a new to, uh, Robert's universe, um, Shalise Bang. Oh my god, you're being all weird. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. The second we're done, and you're going straight for the condom. I'm trying to be can nice. I have it? Can I have it? What do you want to Let go of it. How no. Don't you let it's go. mine. You can't it's get it. It's not yours, Christian. Let go. No. Yes, you're acting no. like a child. I'm not letting go. Let go. No. Let, I'm going to let go if you don't let go. Let go then. You let go. It's going to break. Yes, it is. Let go. Give it to me. I don't think I've ever let a girl take a condom from me. I was like, I'll take care of it. No, no, I never. I, I, when I saw that scene of two people fighting over a condom, yeah, how yeah, could I not yeah, yeah. use that? How could I not use that? But also in this movie, greats like, you know, William Defoe, um, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. I mean, uh, Elder Scar. Like, I mean, Bjork. Walsh. Bjork's in Bjork. This? Oh, yeah. Bjork. Were you a big Bjork fan growing up? Not really. Uh, just like how weird she is, most like. Yeah, I, I I saw her like twice in concert. She's really good. Yeah. All right, and that is of course the Northman. The other movie that we are reviewing today, of course, I mean this is the big one. Everybody's watched it, I think, three times now. Like this is, I mean, they're already talking about a sequel. <laughs> like, like I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but. The movie we were talking about is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, starring the one, the only, Mr. Nicolas Cage. Sonny Liston! Remember in 65, they said, hey, Sonny, don't take any chances. Ali almost killed you the first time. Take the payday. First punch, you go down. Flop! Splat! That's you! Detective, you either arrest him or I'm going to ask you to leave. What would I arrest him for? What would I arrest you for? Getting up too quick? (coughs) What? What? Come on, I saw you and you saw me. And don't pretend like you don't know who I am, girly man. You want to look like a knockout, but when you heard the gunshots, your eyes were open in half a second. Now you fall, totally understandable reaction, but it kind of ruined the performance, don't you think? Look, what the hell do you want from me? The man knocked me out! I looked at the fight tape, Lincoln! Yeah! It was a phantom punch! A little bad Hollywood acting, but the Athletic Commission might find it interesting. And a second after you go down, an assassin fires. Well, that's some coincidence. I guess they don't call you the executioner for nothing. And you signed my kid's autograph. <laughs> yeah. 
That was like the longest speech I could find. Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, where saying, he's not yelling I, I, bees. I, I, honestly, um, I honestly wasn't Nicholas Cage saying anything. Yeah, that's from Snake Eyes, which I think is one of the most underappreciated Nicolas Cage movies it's a weird of all time. One. It's a weird one. It's a weird one, but I loved it. I, I, this is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, also co-starring, and believe me, co-starring hard. We are going to so talk about these two guys when we get to this movie. Pedro Pascal. My brain's all good, kid. And you know what? I reckon the same was true for your friend Harry over here. Real fine instincts. I'll give him that. You stay still, or I'll dice them up so small you can take them home in a bucket and still have room for what's left of your buddy Merlin. Well, that is just fucking great. You're working for the president. That asshole? (laughs) Hell no. It's a matter of personal principle, agent. No more drug users. And the statesman's share prize rockets. That's from uh, Kingsman 2. Kingsman 2, the golden circle. And... And uh, there's so many movies I could have picked, but I just, I totally forgot he was in that one. Yeah. So like, I saw the clip and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to grab that right away. Also in this movie, co-starring Tiffany Haddish. Just grapefruit him. What? Yeah, I ain't never grapefruited before. No. But I'm listening. What you want to do is you get a grapefruit, right? Okay. And you cut both ends off mm-hmm. as so. Then you cut <clears throat> a hole in the middle, like this, like a nice little tunnel. And then you place that on his penis, like this. Oh. Okay? Like that. Oh. Right? Now you want to squeeze and twist and suck, so then it feels like he's getting fucked and sucked all at the same time. It's like this. <laughs> <laughs> Choke just a little bit because that makes him feel like a man, like he's killing your shit. I can't believe that sounded better than I thought it was. And uh, also, the wonderful, the guy that I'm actually named after, Neil Patrick Harris. A nickel, a target. You know, that's actually uh, a little rich for my blood. Uh, how about a penny? What's the matter, Albert? Is business bad? Oh, oh. <laughs> no, no, a penny. It is. Good Lord, Albert, you're such a sheepskate. Oh, oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Louise. You can shear me on. Oh no, I did. Uh. <laughs> I love Neil Patrick Harris. That's from a thousand. I'm not named uh, after him, by the way. I'm named after my grandfather. It's a hundred ways. Um, the hundred ways to die in the West. Something like that. What's, a, what's the full name? Of that was a million ways to die in the West yeah. by Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Uh, Pacolino, uh, Sharon Horgan, uh, Al- uh, Alexandria Mastrandia, uh, Jacob Scopio. Like, there's so many. Demi Moore. I mean, this movie. David Gordon Green's in this. Be... David Gordon Green's in this. And... Oh yeah. yeah, like there's just so many people in this movie that pop up, and that is the unbearable weight of massive talent. Chris, tell everybody where they can find us. You find us on you find us on Movies We're on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/moviesonsuck/podcast. We're on Twitter at MDS Podcast. We're on the Instagram, uh, Instagram MDS Podcast, and we're also on a Patreon. Patreon suck. You can find shirts and shit with a name on it on uh, bonfire.com. Search me on something they do. And we're on all stream platforms. And you send us an email if you are old fashioned. Send us an email at movies don't suck podcast at gmail.com or 
Infomoviesonsuck.net. That's it. And that's the bottom line because Chris said so. That's right. Also, if you got a small business, we would like to be more than happy to promote your small business because we like to give back to the community. Like this business. Now, remember this past Saturday, we were being stalked by a weird person on Twitch that was totally giving us the, the, uh, was totally, uh, what's the word, trolling us. Yeah. Totally trolling us. Well, I went to where the person said, and it's called the Winnier Beat his ass, right? No, dude, I hung out with him and had shots. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a violent person. Um, so I went to the Whittier Bar, met him up there, and the Whittier Bar is this great location right here in downtown Tulsa. It is uh, located at 2405 uh, Admiral Boulevard, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74110. Now, if you like local music, this is like the bar for you. Like, it is a nice, you know, old school, uh, you know, there was a band playing that was uh, just amazing, having a good time, called North by North, who is from Chicago. Uh, they were just lovely. Uh, you can look their music up on Spotify, North by North. And, um, man, drinks were cheap. Music was great. The people there were just amazing. Like, you know, when you walk into a bar and you just know, like, oh, this is my peeps. These are the people I can talk to. These are the weirdos, the freaks, the geeks, the, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you get a chance, guys, if you're in the Tulsa area and you want to see good local music, go to the Whittier Bar. You can find them on Facebook of all their showtimes coming up at the Whittier, W-H-I-T-T-I-E-R, bar on Facebook. Or you can go to their their um their webpage at thewittierbar.com. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, I, I I have a feeling that we're going to be talking about the movies for a long time. because I'm I know. I mean, to be honest, as much as I love our chit-chat, to be honest, we talk Saturday. We know exactly what's going on. We've been talking nonstop for the last week. Uh, guys, we're just going to make it very clear to you. Uh, we're working a lot with uh, Panic Fest. There's a lot of interviews. Yeah. And um, we've recorded, what, four times this week already? Uh, yeah. Altogether, we have recorded four times, so you're going to have a bunch of extra content coming out yeah. in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Chris is putting it together and editing some stuff. Yeah, um, I'm actually going. I know I'm, I'm going to be at Pink Fest tomorrow with my handheld recorder to try to get yeah. quotes. Um, like tomorrow I'm seeing uh, tomorrow I'm seeing fucking Joe Bob Briggs for the last driving. They're doing that at the Boba Hotel. And- so we want to advertise this as well. So okay. I'm going to 100% just do it really quick because uh, I want you guys to know how much we love good music and we uh, good movies. And, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have to be the Hollywood one, you know, 70 million budget movies yeah. like we're going to talk about in five seconds. Uh, but uh, there is Panic Fest, which goes on in – uh, Kansas City every year uh, for the last ten years, nine years, but they've done it ten times. They did it <laughs> twice in one year, as we learned from. Uh, it is going on from Friday, April 29th to Sunday, May 8th. Now, if you're not in Kansas City, though, you can go to PanicFilmFest.com and you can actually buy digital tickets to watch some of the uh, yeah. movies that are coming out. Yeah, virtual, uh, virtual. One movie in particular that we really enjoyed yeah. was a movie called uh, When the Screaming Starts. Yeah. Um, we got to talk to the director uh, and writers, uh, Connor. The, Connor Boru and Alex uh, Ryan. No, no, Ed. 
Ed Hartland. Ed Hartland. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, we we didn't see the praise of this movie. So it's you know why we 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 love this movie. So yeah, it's it's definitely if you like what we do in shadows, you will love mm. uh, what when the screaming starts. Um, so like, there's a bunch of other little shorts we've been watching. There's some movies we've been watching, and. You know, uh, we're going to release all that content coming at some. So uh, look forward to that. And definitely, guys, if you're big movie buffs like me and Chris are big movie buffs, definitely check out PanicFilmFest.com. They are not paying us to say this. Just want you to say that. Know that. Uh, This is 100% our love for the film and the people that run it. And best genre fest uh, in the world, according to Movie Maker Magazine. You know, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, we so talked, three years in a row. Yeah. Three years in a row. We talked to Tim Canton. He was like that when you mentioned that. He's like, I've never been you know honored as much as I have. Thing we heard the intro for me. <laughs> yeah, he was really impressed by the intro I came up with because, uh, you know, when we talk to these people, I, I, we research. We don't, we don't, um, we don't sit there and just go, oh, we're going to talk to these yeah. people. We'll just do the generic questions. No. We go research. We go find out what their information is about their lives. About I, I stalk the guy for a good eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, really nice people. I can't I can't wait for you guys to hear that content coming out soon. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the first movie, Fuck which it. is Robert, Robert Eagers. Uh, the Northman. Uh, you guys don't the know. Northman. You guys don't know. Yes, Robert here it is. This is third film he made. <laughs> that's not it. But um. Oh, oh that's not it. No, no, that's is not that it. no. Okay, is it this one? Is it that one? There yeah, we yeah. go. Yeah. So, so in the, he's much more fit. But um, uh, he also directed my two of my favorite movies of all time, The Witch in the Lighthouse. So you guys better believe it. I was fucking stoked about this one. This stars Alexander Skarsgård as Amleth. I never said I cared about you. Uh, Nicole Kidman is Queen Gudrun. I believe that in our fast-moving computer age, it is the medium of television that joins together the globe. Uh, Clea's Bang as Fulmular. Oh my God, uh, my name in here is the the Icelandic name butcher. So um, uh, which one? Clea's Bang's name in this is Fulmular. Oh, uh, oh, Fulmular. Yeah. Oh my God, you're being all weird. No, man. not. Yes, you are. The second we're done, and you're going straight for the condom. And then there's Ethan Hawke as King Arvindil Roy Raven and the amazing, beautiful King, King Arvindilin Warhaven. Okay, I, I like the Warhaven part. <laughs> the last name. Yeah. And they got Anya Taylor Joy's Olga of the Birch Forest. It threw me off, just like he knew it would. Also, the stars uh, Gustav Lind as Thor the Proud, Elliot Rose as Gunnar, Willem Dafoe as Himmer the Fool, Phil Martin as, as a. MR. It's mispronounced. It's pronounced differently. The only reason I know this is because I studied uh, when I studied Latin and stuff like that. We actually studied. Thank you. I'm, this uh, this is Norse. like this is like the worst. This is like the best episode for you to like. It switched around. I actually, show people that I have some intelligence. <laughs> so, uh, this also stars Bjork and uh, and like this is I mean top notch cast in this. And I'm gonna mention this just because I'm crazy. Owen Freer. She plays a uh, Ashler Hofgithia. She's from um. She's in Mandy, as Mother Mother Marlene. But um, but uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, read the storyline for this? I suppose. Oh, is there a storyline? Yeah, I didn't even look it up. It's just down there. Oh my gosh, is it huge? Oh no, it's very small. Yeah, it's one sentence. From visionary director Robert Eagers comes man. 
an action-filled epic that follows a young Viking prince on his quest to avenge his father's murder. So, uh, real quick, guys, just so you know that um, Hamlet's based off of the, in the original Norse tale. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You got this, okay? Oh, I got this. Oh, wait a minute. Is that it? Yeah. Yep, there we go. So, a very loosely based on the story of Hamlet appears in the Justed Danorum, written 1200 by Saxo Grammaticus. Danorum. Danorum. Thank you. And with inspired Shakespeare's Hamlet and Disney's The Lion King. Um, yeah. And the, yeah, this is, so it's a tale of as old as time, sort of the, the revenge movie. Right? <laughs> Did you say tale as old as time yeah. after you said Disney? Uh, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, 100%. This movie is, um, without ruining too much, it is about a man coming back to avenge his father. I mean, if you look at the trailer, it says all this. Uh, and his uncle is the one that killed his father. So he is coming back after he grows up to venge uh, his father, just like Hamlet, just like, just like, uh, you know, Lion King. What the heck? The heck what's the kid's name in Lion King? Simba. Um, Simba, Simba, <laughs> you know, with Mufasa and stuff like that. Um, this is all legendary because, uh, this story is as as old as old as you can believe. Um, this is Norris mythology at its yeah, best. It's now, uh, now remember, remember when, before before we jump into this, I want I just want to point this out. And I I can't remember what episode it was, but remember I had a whole episode. Uh, There's an episode where I was like, "You guys want original ideas." Jump into mythology. Yeah. Jump into Greek and Roman mythology, Norse mythology. Jump into that. Yeah. You can go there and grab stories that we could use for good fucking movies. And finally, if someone gave them like a seventy billion, a seventy million dollar budget, guess what happened? Someone gave someone a seventy million dollar budget to make a Norse mythology. Yeah, and uh, I gotta say, um, so right away, um, this movie's it's gritty, it's violent as fuck. It's dark and it's beautiful. Um, this yeah. Is, I, One I, thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, this, no, no, continue. So, um, uh, Robert Eggers doesn't disappoint. He's three for three for me when it comes to good movies. Uh, I'm still. Uh, I was terrified this would be bad, but guys, just so you know, I fucking love this movie. Um, I walked out of it and I was like, this this shit rips. This was an awesome fucking movie. Um, uh, it's it's got amazing acting in it. Like uh, that, I've read. Things people say that's a little disconnected. Me, I was, I was, I was in it the whole time. Um, yeah, I want to know. Um, I'm going to agree with you on that point right there. Is what what were they talking about? This disconnect. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think this is this is what I think the problem is. Mm-hmm. This is what I think the problem is. There are slower parts to this movie. Not really though, because it's still building the story and moving the story along. The problem is the studio marketing. Oh, the hard to market kind of like a horror film. It's not. No, it, not even like a horror film. They marketed it like it was like a damn near like it was uh like it was not a just a horror film, but like a uh like a gladiator film. <laughs> like it was just going to be battle after battle. That no battles do happen, yeah. but when they happen in this movie, it is very much like noteworthy. It's not. It's not like. It's not like this battle's just happening because we we need another battle. Honestly, that that it, the, the first battle in this movie is one of the best first battle, the best battles I've ever seen. Honestly, 
like when it comes to yeah, fighting. and it's one of those movies that did a really, really great job at at portraying violence. <laughs> and I mean, they portrayed violence really, really good. And they're, they're not glamorizing it. They're showing how fucking awful it is. They're showing like yeah. how, how how fucking you don't want to live in this time. <laughs> you know. No. Um, because if you get stabbed, it's not like you're gonna go run over to the hospital yeah, yeah. and get sewed back up. If you get stabbed just even one little bit, that could get affected and you could die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, um, I I want to say that, uh, man, uh, this out of all Edgar's movies, this is probably the most accessible. You know, like like you can walk in and go in. But when you say I want to mention when people talk about slow parts in movies. Um, and why they don't bother me because uh, a good director can can say can basically move sort along just by how they do direct their actor to act um so uh, when you think nothing's happening a whole lot more is happening than you think just by looking oh, at their yeah. faces just by these expressions and just like and dude I, I can't even talk about how much I love the music in this too like like man I just I loved this movie and I I've been telling everyone about it. Um, uh, the Northman is incredible. You saw it last night, right? Right. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I did see it last night. Yeah. Uh, but it, like, but like, it's you know, it's a revenge, it's a revenge movie. But if I, I honestly, if you, if you call it slow, I'm gonna disagree with you one hundred percent. Yeah, it's not a slow movie, I, and it's only like two hours and ten minutes, two hours twenty minutes, whatever. Yeah, Twelve minutes, yeah. and and by any means, I think the the pacing went just perfectly fine. You're, it, it told the story. It like there's so many different things that he came up with that were just ridiculous. That it, I mean, the lighting in this uh, was great. The cinematography oh, in this movie by the was way, awesome. Eggers, he he, all that all that stuff you saw that horrible landscape. He made his actors be in that. Um, uh, when it comes to lighting, he is a, a natural light. Most most times, you try to use as much natural light as possible. And there is very little, there's some, but very little CG in this movie. Uh, Robert Eggers is a big believer in practical effects. And the there's only a few things they use computers for. Um, <laughs> man, uh, I... I can't say enough good things about this thing. I can't wait to yeah, watch it. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it's one of those movies. I mean, Robert is not getting to the point where people just want to work with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's and, at the point where, like, like someone he has to be someone being money, but movie will be like, oh, yeah, I didn't have to hear what it is. You want to work with me? I want to work with you. You know? I mean, I, I, it's great that he, you know, I mean, I mean, it's great that one, that he stole, you know, a storyline from Disney. Um, and made his own story from it or whatever. Um, but on top of that, it it, it was, uh, I mean, Alexander Skarsgård, like how many times have I gave praises to this man from any, any movie, even, even the movie we saw where he was like the guy in the middle of Alaska or whatever it was. (laughs) And I mean, um, I, I, I think he's a leading man in Hollywood why he's not in more features right up front. I mean, the first picture you go when he's pulls up his IMBD is him in a tuxedo jacket and shirt and brief whites. Is that your brief cat's name that kind of the way? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway, so, <laughs> and he played Randall Flagg in The Stand. He did, uh, He's working on Succession right now. 
Um, I mean, like, I mean, he was in Godzilla versus King Kong and Godzilla. Movie. Yeah, well, I think we talked like, about we, is, we talked about him in um in the Hold the Dark and uh, in Godzilla versus Kong. You know, he's in both those. Movies. Yeah, I mean, I, I I and plus I loved him as Randall Flagg. Not so much the whole mini series, but I liked <laughs> him as Randall Flagg. Yeah. I think they took some main major points out of there. Um, so like, I I can't give this movie enough. Enough. I I, 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 I want I wanted to do well. I really wanted to do well. I I know that it was like it was uh, number two of the box office behind um the bad guys. I think it was bad guys. Sonic the Hedgehog. Then this. Then the unbearable weight. Uh, I honestly think these should shoot the top. These are movies that need to be seen. These are movies that need to be seen. Honestly, so we can get more movies like this. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's this is a masterpiece of a movie, and uh, it's. It's up there with one of my favorite movies of the year. The easily, easily one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a really good movie. It, they did the, they did it justice. They did uh, all the stuff right. Yeah. Um, do you have quotes for this? Of course. Let's do some quotes and we'll get a score. Like a battle dog, I am, re- I am returned, and I have to to my master. You're the dogs. That want to become men. This is the last tear you will shed in weakness. It will be given back when you need it. I will avenge you, father. I will save you, mother. I will kill you, Vanir. Wolves will howl in the storm of Odin. It's not enough to be the prince that never cries. Show the shepherd you're a sheep. I will show the shepherd his death instead. If you are untrustworthy as a wolf, I will put you down myself. He speaks of days past and days yet to come. My heart knows nothing more but revenge. We thirst for vengeance but cannot escape our own fate. Could it be Christian slobs? Their god is a corpse nailed to a tree. This is not the work of my god, but evil sorcery. I will come back for your heart and your mother, and I will eat it. Oh, I'll come back for your heart, and your mother and I will eat it. My hour of grief is gone. My revenge and wrath is upon us. I will fight you at the gates of hell. Um, uh, so I'm going to go first. I want to mention also this movie is also, uh, also pretty uh, historically accurate. They did, they did, like, couldn't make it as authentic as possible when it comes to like uh, things to, like... Trust. I mean, it's very, again... Loosely based <laughs> on the story of Amleth, very but, loosely. But but when it comes to like uh, what what you know the things they wore in the in the runes on stuff, that was pretty accurate on that. Uh, but but um, my score in this four point all the peroxide the women use for their hair. Yeah. Oh yeah, Anya. Yeah yeah. Um, uh, my score in this is four four point eight. I fucking love this movie. You, you said an Anya. Nicole Kidman's a redhead. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, fucking it. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, my score is... He said 4.8. Yep, I love this movie. I can't... I have nothing to oh, say man. about it. Uh, I think a 2.4. They really missed the mark here. <laughs> um, no, nah, I'm kidding. I'll give it a 4.4. I just don't want to set myself up for later on. <laughs> We're gonna get a four point five. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like a uh, great movie, great movie. Um, there, the only thing, man, because there's one thing that we get, we didn't talk about, and that was the mythicism that was in this movie, like the Valkyrie. amount of the mystic, yeah, and stuff like that, and. Um, that appeared that I did not expect. I thought it would be more real, realistic and brutal, but I loved it. I love the fact that that's what these people thought. Yeah, you know, like this is this is the images of people back then. And- I mean, it's Sager's style to do this sort of like ambiguous sort of thing when it comes to mysticism or magic, even. So, uh, I, I mean, it would. This is I can't wait. The ambiguous gay duo. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I just said that it's his style to have ambiguous mysticism, that sort of thing in this movie or in his yeah. movies. And I, I really fucking love this thing. Uh, I can't wait to watch it again because I'm going to. Um, now, when we're on Rotten Tomatoes, we think the audience score for The Northman is. The audience score mm-hmm. 78%. 66%. Damn, that's a problem. I I, I didn't think they were gonna miss it, but yeah. all right, what what they miss? Uh, they didn't give a score. That's just the audience score, and there's no audience consensus. Oh, they didn't those. have a they didn't have one of those things. No, but for they do for the critics, and what is the critics score? You think? Uh, ninety two. Eighty nine. Not too bad. No. I was off by three. Critics consensus is a blade revenge epic and breathtaking visual marvel. Northman finds filmmaker Robert Eggers. Expanding his scope without sacrificing any of his signature style. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't. I really have nothing we could think about this. Say about this thing. I'm trying to find shit that I don't like, but it's an experience. This movie is definitely an experience. But uh, one of the best movies that I've seen. This pizza hut movie I think I saw last year. Honestly, <laughs> like just right. like everything we're all once we love that movie. I think pizza hut everything I saw last year. These two movies right now at the top of my list. They'll be in the they'll be in the top ten by the end of the year. I've I've hard time finding anything having anything that will beat the, those two movies I just mentioned. You know, I mean, oh my god, when it, when it gets oh shit, uh, when it comes to that, that was me spilling my beer. If everybody wants to know why I cussed, um, literally, um, sorry, I'm looking for a towel. Same time when I'm talking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I mean, at the same time, I can't I can't wait for the next thing. You know, like yeah. I I. I want Robert to make movies to the end of the earth. I hope this makes enough money that they're like, okay, he's a guy we can put money in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And he'll always find a studio because movies, I imagine he's already. Yeah, I mean, cause, cause he can make, as we know by which he can make them for $10 <laughs> and by, we know by lighthouse, he can make it for $20. And, and then um, I think this was done with 50 million or 60 million dollars. 70, 70 million. 
I hope it makes it funny back too. I can't wait to see. I hope it does too, because I would like to see more stuff like this. This is how an epic battle, an epic, an epic movie is supposed to be made. It's also artistic. Battle, 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 battle. A little bit of character. It's artistic. It's artistic vision, and it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Originally, the guy that gets his uh, nose ripped off was actually supposed to be uh, the other Scarscar. Oh yeah, that was supposed to be Bill. Bill Scarscar from it. And I was like, oh, because when I looked it up, I was like, why did you say Bill Skarsgård? And I, <laughs> I read about it. And um, uh, because they had to move back the filming of it. Timing. Mm. But because uh, they got pushed back because of that thing that happened the last couple of years. Oh, are you talking about pandemic? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, co- yeah COVID? Exactly. COVID? COVID 20? What's it called? Seventeen. I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to the news, man. Let's get it on. This is movies don't suck in southern news. I read the news. Chris stares with a blank face and acts like he knows nothing I ever said anytime ever. Okay. Yeah. Let's um. Let's uh. Let's get to. Let's uh. Get it on, Mandy. Get it on. Let's do it. Let's get it on. Oh, let's get it on. I wish I had a soundbar that was giant. I could just start playing. I do. We need one. We yeah. need one. I'm telling you. If I, if I had, like, I, I need, like, 114 soundbars. <laughs> um, all right. So, John John M. Chow has given us some information about the Wicked movie. The Wicked movie? Yeah. Remember last year I announced that Wicked, the, the oh, play yeah, yeah, okay. Wicked, yeah, yeah. is going to be coming a movie? Uh-huh. It is not going to be one, but two movies. I don't know about that. They shouldn't do that. I mean, it's like a three and a half hour, four play, yeah. four hour play, dude. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you not see? The, did you not go see the play? I've seen it twice. All right, so you know how long yeah, it is. It's pretty long. There's an intermission for a reason, motherfucker. First time I saw it, I was so drunk. I was, uh, I was uh, in the bathroom trying not to throw up. <laughs> that dude, I don't know why you do that going to Wicked, but whatever. But we, so no, the me, movie, me and Leo went to San Antonio. Um, and we stopped at the Mexican restaurant before the weekend, and uh, we got one of the Swissroll margaritas, and finished. We're like, let's get another one. And, you know, that oh was a bad God. idea. <laughs> so, yeah, especially for you, Mister Three Beers, and I'm drunk. Yeah. But uh, mm. talking about beers, you know what's a good beer? This one in my hand, the Iron Monk Exit 174. There we go. Oh, that's not a sound effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, first, first on the oh. so the first the first part of this movie will come out December of 2024. The second will be uh, December of 2025. Okay. I'm sure we'll see both of them. Yeah, we will. We have to. Uh, Alice, Allison Breeze, Spin Me Round, South by Southwest comedy acquired by AMC and IFC Films. The movie. Stars Allison Brie as a manager of an Italian restaurant change who wins the opportunity to attend the franchise's educational program in Italy. What she thought would be a romantic getaway becomes chaos and catastrophe. There we go. Catastrophe. Thank you. Words. The ensemble includes Alexander Novla, Aubrey Plaza, Molly Shannon, Zach Woods, Ben Sinclair, and Allison Brie. Uh, yeah, tell us, I thought you know, I knew it was a matter of time for Allison Brie and Albie Paws to get in the movie together. 
Oh, man. I love those two. Yep. Hey, are you ready for J.J. Abrams to ruin another franchise? Yes. This time he can add his 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 big white glares like he did in Star Trek <laughs> yeah. or his messed up storyline like he did to Star Wars. You mean just- this time he's doing Hot Wheels. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, this isn't near as exciting to me as it is for Noah Baumbach being doing Barbie as his J.J. Abrams doing Hot Wheels. Yeah. Hot Wheels. So we're getting Barbie and Hot Wheels in the next couple of weeks, you know, in a couple of years. Cool. Okay, cool. Whatever. <laughs> Netflix has inked a three-picture deal with Japanese anime studio Colorado. Okay. What have they made before? Right? Yeah. They played uh, Whisker Away in 2020 as one of their movies, Drifting Home. Um, So they are going to be making movies uh, based on anime. Maybe this is how Netflix stays afloat. I have no idea because right now, let's be honest, everybody's buying up their own properties. Paramount's taking back their shit. HBO's to HBO, Warner's taking back their shit. The streaming service, uh, I think, is going to be a point where people want to stop doing it. Then have to, I think it's going to be a war. Yeah. It'll be, It'll be a war. And a war's war is coming, Chris. A war. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Juan Keen Phoenix has acquired the filming rights to the book Free the Animals, the amazing true story of the Animal Libertarian Front in North America. It is the 30th anniversary of the paperback edition um, for PETA founder and president Ingrid Newark. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll watch that. <laughs> I mean, I'll give it a go. Yeah. And I'll diss it just as much as I'll diss anything else. There's a, it's a pretty cool uh, documentary about the ALF you can find online. I forget what it's called, though. Now, I I, I grabbed this story because I, I'm kind of weirded out by the title of it. Okay. Dungeons & Dragons... Uh, Paramount is set to reboot the Dungeons and Dragons film franchise with Honor Amongst Thieves, which is the movie they've been working on, Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. Is that a reboot? I don't know. I feel like that. I feel like it's. I mean, I, I mean, they made a Dungeons and Dragons movie like what twenty years ago? Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. Just, it was like a long time ago. It wasn't like was it yesterday. Like it was, in it? Like 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 one of the Wayne's. Yeah, yeah, like I'm thinking it was like years and years and years and years ago. And they say reboot, and I'm like, eh, I don't know if that's really a reboot. What do you think it's remade? I mean, the plot they know so far, they don't have specific details, but the original 2000 film followed uh, Empress Sanaba's search for the Rada Serville to defeat the Warlock Profound. The sequels largely did not continue the film's plot, so we know that. The cast we know is we know Chris Pine is in it, of course. Um, we also know that Michelle Rodriguez, Justice Smith, uh, Rita Jean Page uh, are all in it as well. Hugh Grant will be in it, Cole Coleman, Sophia Lois, Dave, Daisy Head. So, like, it's got, like, a good everything, and there's even going to be a spinoff to it. So... Yeah. All right. Whatever. Apparently, there was a movie released in two thousand eight, five, and two thousand twelve. There were directive, directive video movies. Okay. So that's, well, I hope this is better. Yeah. So, um, Batgirl. Mm-hmm. HBO now it's kind of like you know what we're putting a lot of money in this movie. Maybe not just release it on a streaming platform. <laughs> 
Uh, they're now thinking that they're going to release Batgirl as a theatrical release instead of a straight-to-streaming debut. So how does Batgirl fit into the Batman universe? Well, I mean, I don't. I mean, it just matters which storyline they go with. Okay. Because there's like five different storylines for mm-hmm. Batgirl. I mean, she's been around ever since like I think the fifties, uh, maybe the forties, and like so. And, and then there's also Batwoman, and you know, anyway. But um, Batgirl is Barbara Gordon, the daughter of James Gordon, yeah. and. She is about, and so many different ways. The way it looks, and I'm just going by this, by from uh, what I see on, you know, pictures and set photos and stuff like that, is that they're going with like the new 52 version, okay, which where she's younger, a teenager, and she just really looks up to Batman and trying to solve a crime and that her daddy can't solve for her. Because the, the Batman game I'm playing, the one that the Arkham one on the. Uh, mm-hmm. They have they have a Mr. Gordon's daughter is like sort of her like um like Batman's like tech he- helper you know like like she's right. not she's on the field she's all she's all um just doing the stuff on the air on a computer but yeah um Batgirl that's gonna be interesting I hope it, do you think it will work its way into the um Robert Pattinson Batman you know they will work it that way in there do you? I have no idea. I don't know what they're all going to do. Because to be honest, who knows? Yeah. Especially with the new Flash movie coming out and uh, and the Flashpoint par- uh, Flashpoint paradox. Out. Oh man, Ezra! I can't wait. <laughs> um. Anyway, so next, uh, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse Part Two mm-hmm. gets a new, brand new name. So stoked on it. What's it called now? Yeah. So now it's not it's Spider-Man into the into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, and the third one now is now going to be titled Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse. When I saw the preview for the 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 second one, it said part 1. At yeah. The end of it, and so. they changed that as of this past week. Okay. Um there will be a total and this is not bullshitting this. This is not making this up. There has, they are over 240 characters that are going to take place. And there's over a thousand people working on the two sequels. That's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, they showed the first 15 minutes of the second of the second movie this past week at CinemaCon. Uh, yeah, I saw the preview for it for um mm-hmm. so I'm I'm stoked on it, man. I can't wait. Sony! has confirmed at CinemaCon this past week that who are you going to call? Did yeah. Didn't you guys try to? After Ghostbusters is get after life is getting a sequel. Okay. They have already pinned it. They are ready to go. They're getting the cast together. Um, yay. Yeah. Um, um, no, I'll, I'll see it. Yeah. I mean, they um, they made over three hundred fifty million dollars during a pandemic, yeah. you know. Yeah. So uh, and yeah, let's see then. It is what it is. Can't wait to see it. Uh, let's just talk about this for a second, because let's be honest, it's the thing everybody has been fucking talking about all damn week. Let's just get it done and over with. Let's talk about it. Johnny Depp. Okay. Amber Heard. Yeah. <sighs> All right, man. 
Uh, I don't know what's going on. I don't yeah. know where Amber Heard found. All right, look, everybody's been watching this thing like it's a goddamn OJ trial, and it's not. It's a divorce trial between. It's a defamation. Obviously, a very well, a very abused man and a very psychotic woman. I mean, I can't take sides yet. I, I'm gonna wait. I mean, because I'm not there. I, 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 oh, I watched it. I it's done. Yeah. It's at the end. They're not gonna get back up there. On they've already get done. Said their bits. And when okay, there's one guy that's just like, hey, man, Johnny Depp is the whole reason I have a career. And then an artist that he bought like a penthouse for. And then Johnny Depp describing the fecal matter is the words he kept on saying. Fecal matter left on his bed. I mean, but who has a shit in their um, ex bed before? But they were exes. <laughs> no, I know. They were still together. <laughs> I was joking. How you doing? Yeah, go go into your go into your 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 white your you and your wife's bedroom right now. Take a shit on her side of the bed and come back down, and we'll we'll see how that unfolds yeah, throughout yeah. the podcast. <laughs> I probably won't have a wife anymore after that. It's like guys and doors. I'm moving in a. In so, a- I don't know exactly what's going on. I'm just saying this. Even Jason Momoa has come out and said, "Look, I don't even want to work with her ever again." Oh, really? Yeah, wow. and like other people have come really across that. Hey, Amber Heard psychotic. She's fucked up, and there's videos now that are popping up of things that just like her doing vid- uh, interviews. Somebody's where wonder, she's like yelling at people. It makes me wonder if they'll refilm uh, Aquaman two now. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know how they're going to go with that, but whatever it is. Um. The movie you're looking forward to has been removed from the Warner Brothers release schedule. Which one? Which movie is that? Coyote versus Acme. Oh, the, John Cena's Coyote versus Acme been completely released. Has been completely removed. That's that's disappointing. Because the um, slot that was originally uh, for twenty uh, July twenty first, twenty twenty three, was previously the John Cena's Coyote versus Acme movie, is now being filled with Margot Robbie's Barbie movie. I hope that's right. Really cool. I hope that's really cool. Good. Yeah. Warner Brothers also announced that the Nun Part Two is coming. Oh wait, which one? Oh, the uh, Nun Part uh, okay, Two, part so of the Conjuring universe. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Oh, it's happening. So now we're gonna have to watch that and rewatch all the other ones before we watch it. So what are we at now? How many Conjuring movies are there? Uh, I mean, I, there's so many. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's its own thing now, right? Uh, are you counting them? Are you giving up? But yeah, uh, I mean, if you had to pick your favorite Conjuring movie, which would it be? Oh, that's easy. It's the uh, curse of uh, Lauren. No, I'm just kidding. Man. Yeah, yeah. God, man, you and I talk, uh, talk so much. Man, I know really that really last one was pretty good just because it was really based off of something I already yeah. knew. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know, man. There's a lot of good ones. All right, let's see here. Justin Lin has stepped down as fast as X's director. They're getting like directors out. Like, like, okay, what's what's the new director? They don't have one yet. I wonder why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel's like, I don't like this Justin Lin fella. Is that what it is? 
I don't know, man. Vin Diesel, I heard, is a dick to work with, but I am not one to say. That's what Dwayne Johnson said. I mean, I, I, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I've met the guy on several occasions. Nice guy. And the guy is just, like, ridiculously nice. Yeah, he's golden. He's golden. And, and I mean, especially I've seen him where he was, like, so tired out he could barely um, – even talk or move and it looked like he he was just like i'm done i just need to sleep you know Mm -hmm. and still still he was still nice all right peacock cock cock my peacock (laughs) cock cock i want to see my peacock cock cock has added several nicholas cage films to its catalog definitely saw that for everybody um, make sure to go out there. It's got, they've added everything from Con Air to Bangkok Dangerous, Red Rock West, and of course, the legendary one that he's only in for like five minutes um, when he was still Nicholas Coppola, and that is Fast Time at Ridgemont High. Uh, so if you want to see that, go go to Peacock, Cock, Cock. Uh, Nicholas Cage has been doing interviews. Literally, he did a Jimmy Kimmel interview the other day, and it was the first time he had been on talk show, a night, a late night talk show, in fourteen years. Jeez. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, and he's been doing a lot of press. And during that lot of press, I have a fact that we're going to talk. We'll talk about why we're reviewing the next movie. Uh, Nicholas Cage has, doesn't understand why he stopped getting invites for comedy movies. And why did he? I don't, he doesn't know because he did, you know, Raising Arizona. He did, uh, you know, the crew, the crods, the crudes kick yeah. ass. He's done, um, you know, um, he's what a, else did he do? Um, honeymoon in Vegas. He's a great uh, comedic actor. He's Moonstruck. A, yeah. uh, you know, like so many comedies that he did over the past, uh, his career. And they just like drew, dried up. And he thinks pretty much because of the new movie. That you know that we're about to review here in a few minutes. We'll change that maybe. Yep. I hope so. And then finally, the two stories I'm so happy to announce. Okay. First, Venom Three officially confirmed by Sony at CinemaCon. You know the great series of Venom One, Venom Two. Now we're gonna have Venom Three, which I'm guessing is gonna star Spider-Man because how they opened it up. Of all the, yeah. not just the Venom, but the Spider-Man movies with um, Eddie Brock sure, and stuff. Because sure. let's be honest, that's what we want to see. We want to see Spider-Man versus Venom. Bottom line. Yeah. Period. And then the one that the happiest story, the happiest, happiest, happiest story I could fucking be more happy to announce. This past weekend... The Batman has acquired a sequel, and everyone is on board already. Yeah, Zoe Kravitz and Matt Reeves all are coming back for the sequel of The Batman. You're missing one story, but I'll get to that one. You didn't talk about the Batman, too. What was that? What story is that? Uh, do you know who El Morto is? Yeah, uh, Bad Bunny is gonna be El Morto, they're making a standalone film with him in it. As the oh. that's probably why I saw Bad Bunny and I probably just <laughs> jumped right over that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, not a Bad Bunny fan. Anyway, 
Uh, that's it, man. That's the news. Wrap it up. That's movies and some movies that don't suck at some of the I give Chris information. I'm just excited about the next movie we're going to yeah, talk Neil about. You can't talk straight. <laughs> I can't talk straight. I need another beer. All right. So this next movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, uh, is directed by Tom Gormican. Tom Gormican has directed such things as as this movie. <laughs> yeah, this movie. <laughs> yeah. Chris doesn't do his research anymore. He yeah. doesn't know. Back in 2014, directed a movie called This Awkward Moment, but I don't remember, I don't remember that movie at all. Uh, written by Tom Gorkin and Kevin Edden. Uh, this was about... It's a fucking about Nicolas Cage, guys. Um, the, like Ever since I saw the preview for this, I've been so stoked to see it. So yeah, and one hundred percent, Nicholas Cage turned down this movie for so many years, and then finally Tom um, wrote him a letter saying, "Hey man, th- I'm not making fun of you. This is what my thought process is." And Nicholas Cage read that letter and wept, and he was like, "I'm going to do this movie now." So this stars Nicholas Cage as Nick Cage. What do you say we cut the chit chat a hole? A hole. And then uh, Pedro Pascal plays Javi Gutierrez. My brain's all good, kid. Um, this also stars Tiffany Haddish as Vivian. Just grapefruit him. Um, uh, Neil Patrick Harris plays Nicholas Cage's agent, Richard Fink. A nickel, a target. You know, that's actually uh, a little rich for my blood. Uh, how about a penny? What's the matter, Albert? Is business bad? <laughs> this also stars uh, uh, Lou Machine as Eddie Cage, uh, Alessandro Mastroianni as Gabriella. Uh, it's got it's got Ike Barinholtz, which uh, he's kind of like looks like, just like Pete Holmes to me, uh, as yeah. uh, Martin, and uh, yeah, a bunch of other fucking people. But this movie is Nick Cage heavy. I uh, want you to read the storyline for this. The fictionized version of Nick Cage must accept a $1 million offer to attend the birthday of a dangerous superfan, Javi Guernas. Things take a wildly unexpected turn when Nick Cage is recruited by a CIA operative, Vivian, and forced to live out his own legend, his most iconic and beloved on-screen characters, in order to save himself and his loved ones. This movie is fucking hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> this movie, I this is one of the first movies my wife actually went to the theater with me oh, yeah. to see in oh, yeah. quite a while. And not only us and the people behind us or, or the people in the other people in this theater, but we snorted laughing. Yeah, I have not everyone. snorted laughing at something in such a yeah. long time. Yeah, my theater was full of people just dying laughing. It's a hilarious movie. It's it's great. Um, this movie is, uh, I can't even tell you how well Nicolas Cage, Pedro, and Tiffany Haddish played off of each other. Dude, the, 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 the buddy comedy aspect of this, I want to see Nicolas and Pedro just do movies all together just for the rest of time. Their, their chemistry was perfect. And, yes. And, and the thing is about this movie is that it even makes fun of itself in the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, like, like. Like they're uh, him and Pedro are trying to write a script at some time. That uh, uh, him or Nick and Javi are trying to write a, uh, a Javi are trying to write a script at some point, and then like 
the script that they're trying to write actually reflects the script of the movie. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like breaking the fourth wall to show you the other fourth wall that's behind that fourth wall. It's very like, this movie's very meta. And, and oh my god. And Nick uh you know, he uh he commits to it. It, it it's 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 something else, man. It's it's a it's a funny fucking movie. And I I've been I've been dying to see this one too. So uh I um one one of the things about this movie I read when um looking up the research and stuff like that was Nicolas Cage was against the idea of playing himself, turning down several offers for this. Uh, oh no, no, I'm sorry, that's the um, okay, no, that that's about the written letter. But uh, Nicholas Cage thought Jav, uh, Javi was the better written character in the movie so much he even asked to trade parts and thought about playing his own biggest fan was more meta than playing himself. And then they cast Pedro, and Cage was like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> That's exactly the guy. Uh, this, um, I, I, I can't say enough good things about this because it, it was really funny. It was, uh, was action-packed even. And it was, I, I could have watched, this could have been two hours long or longer. Could've this could have been 17 hours long, and I'd have been fine with it. I was laughing my ass off the entire movie. And this is actually, and as the fact says, I have up right now on uh, on our vlog, uh, this is his 100th Nicolas Cage movie as a leading role. Now, me and Chris have been fighting for Nicolas Cage for like the past what the four years we've been on this podcast, yeah, Mandy, Mandy, uh, and uh, I was like, ever since like Mandy came out, I'm just like like I want him yeah. back. And they even say in this movie, I think I, I wrote down a line somewhere, and I don't know if I can read it. Do the fact that he half mentions, my he mentions Mandy it. for sure. Is it, oh yeah, Mandy is a fucking masterpiece. It, it, it <laughs> is. It is. And oh the, my god. And the chainsaws in the There's movie. There's a part where they go into this Nicolas Cage vault. I'm not going to say who, when, where, why, and what why this Nicolas Cage vault even exists. But there's so many cool props yeah, there's, from all the Nicholas. Yeah, there's Cage two movies. things from Mandy. There's the Mandy axe and the Mandy uh, Mandy chainsaw. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and like even Nicholas Cage is like, is that the chainsaw from Mandy? <laughs> it's like, yeah, Mandy's a fucking masterpiece. It, it man. is. Yeah, yeah. It is. Um, man. And I, yeah, I actually, I, I actually heard Paddington Two is pretty good too. <laughs> I, I know after watching this movie if you don't want to go see Paddington 2 I still haven't seen it um, I heard it's really but, good like from everyone like even, even yeah, yeah 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 I, I wanted to review it and you told me to fuck off I don't think I did that come on yeah you did 100% I tried for three weeks to get that movie reviewed I don't think Paddington 2 came out when we were doing the podcast yes uh, yes it did look I'm it up bro I'm looking, I'm looking it up right 20, yeah. 2017 I'm sure 2016, so no. I have nothing to do with We were doing the podcast. Yes. No, no. It was in 2017, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yep. Paddington the Bear 3? Add 2. Yep. 2017. Really? I, mean, uh, I don't believe it. Maybe, maybe you're trying to lobby someone else to see it with you, but... but I don't um, know. Um, but, yeah, this movie was just... Insane. I mean, you cannot go see. You cannot. This is a must. This is, is like if you want to. It's so much fun. It's a fun movie. Like I, they're um okay. Let, let's get into specifics so people don't think we're just like blowing smoke out of their ass. Okay. Um, you know, oh, this is the greatest. Da, 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 da. All right. 
Uh, Nicolas Cage in this movie is like very much at the bottom of his barrel. And the the humor that happens because of him being at the bottom of his barrel, like basically, you know, everything from getting kicked out of a hotel to like, you know, trying to figure out what to do in life and his family life is falling apart and everything. Um, this is a very good inspirational upswing movie where he figures out what 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 in life most is good to him. But the thing, and I don't care. I, I, I'll ruin this part. I'll spoil this part. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to. <laughs> and I'm just going to say Nicholas Cage talking to Nicholas Cage. Nicky Cage, yeah. Oh, uh, Nikki Cage. All right. So basically, there's an interview. If you guys have ever seen it, um, it was when Nicholas Cage was 18, 19, maybe 20 years old. Um, and he went on this talk show where he does like this infamous kick in the air and he's like, Woo, yeah, baby, I'm Nicholas Cage. I used to be Nicholas Coppola, but now I'm Nicholas Cage. And da, da, da. Uh, that is the person he is talking to. Well, he's and also he's also hilarious. wearing he's wearing that snake skin jacket he wore a while at heart, you know, and yeah. that, and that scene which is you know, uh, one of my favorite Nicolas Cage performances is him in Wild at Heart. Hey, baby, that snake skin jacket, but yeah, um, <laughs> him talking to himself. There's some parts I don't want you to wait. When he's talking to himself. They're fucking hilarious, but it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's like. Him and uh, Pedro playing off of their chair, like they knew their characters, they knew exactly what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the funniest things, uh, and again, I, I talked about this earlier Nicolas Cage is doing the rounds on uh, everything from the you know, web a- or the web ask you questions, you know, mm-hmm. killer thing to. The inside the actor studio, everything he's doing the whole shebang. And uh, one of the funniest ones uh, was uh, the youngest uh, actress, uh, Lily Moshin, uh, was talking about how a couple years ago that she was caging her family the whole time. And Nicholas was like, You were what? <laughs> and he was, she was like, Caging. And he's like, I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and, and she's like, well, caging is where you just slap Nicolas Cage's face, your face, everywhere. <laughs> and he's like, that's not a thing. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God, Nicolas Cage does not know about <laughs> caging. I mean, you know how insane that is to think about that Nicolas Cage, you know, this guy right here does not know. About so, Cage. My wife. This, my wife. This here. guy right here does not know. I mean, Nicholas Cage does not know about. I mean, this guy right here, Nicholas Cage, <laughs> does not know about caging. So let me tell you something that my wife did for Christmas this year for some of our friends. She bought um, seven Nicholas Cage mugs, right? And then she wrapped right. up the mugs in Nicholas Cage wrapping paper. Really? Yeah. So I have a I have a uh, a mug that shows Nicholas Cage is basically a Jesus, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Come on, dude. Um, uh huh. Come on. And also, uh, we have a mug that shows Nicholas Cage's face says, "You're my national treasure." 
They're totally but, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Nicholas Cage and, um, and you guys, you don't get the joke because uh, on the vlog right now, I am posting a lot of pictures of Nicholas Cage in no shirt, and <laughs> just looking at you sexually. There you go, right there. That's one for you, Chris. That's one. But um, uh, man. Uh, all the happiness I got out of this movie. Um, the the storyline is, I mean, by any means, I think this is R-rated. If it's not, it I'm, is. I'm it 100% is. Yeah, it's very, it's an R-rated movie. Don't take the kids to it by any means. But it is um, N- Tiffany Haddish. Uh, who else was in there? Uh, the one that played her uh, partner. Byron Hall. He popped in. Uh, Demi Moore popped in for a part. Yeah. I'm going to give that away, but she pops in. Um, but this is just like, you know, when you're like, man, I wish Nicholas all these years, we wish Nicholas Cage could have came back. Like people would have seen Nicholas Cage as the big player that he is. And I really think this is finally the movie that people are like, yeah, you know, and Nicholas especially Cage since he doesn't owe money to the IRS anymore. He's, yeah. That's, that's all I, I, I want. I want Nicolas Cage to just be around for the rest of my existence. I'm glad I'm glad I get to be on the earth the same time that Nicolas Cage gets to be I, on I the mean, earth. I mean, when we closed, uh, when we stopped today, I might go upstairs and watch uh, Leaving Las Vegas. I watched uh, Snake Eyes isn't available anywhere, so oh, wow. I, I, I tried to watch that the other day. But instead, I uh, turned on The Rock, and then after The Rock, I watched um, Con Air, and then after Con Air, uh, man, have you ever watched Leaving Las Vegas? Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I have seen it. Lord man, of, that's, do you remember Lord of War? You remember Lord of War, right? Huh? Lord of War? Oh, yeah. yeah of with, course with, I, with, I, I mean, dude, back, back right. when it was still, still okay to like him. Um, there <laughs> is over Jet 100 Little. movies that he has starred in the lead as, right? Uh-huh. Is that the 109 credits? Uh, I even saw the joke. I even. Uh, I'm waiting for the Joe Exotic TV miniseries. I can't wait for that. But, okay, let's see if there's any movie I've not seen. All right, let's see. Um, I'm going to. Peggy Sue got married. I totally forgot about that. Vampire's Kiss, Never Run to Time to Kill, Wild Heart, Firebird, Sandalene. No, I've seen all these. I've seen every single Nicholas Cage movie. I've seen so, all 109. It was these. also my favorite movie well, last year, by the way. Pig. What is that? Pig. Oh, eight millimeter. Oh man, I haven't seen that one in forever. Have you seen that one? Uh, yeah, it's been years, but I have seen it. Oh, Sunny. Oh, Matchstick Man. Oh, the we, Weatherman, where he carries yeah, around yeah. the bow Yeah, I like the Weatherman. Have you? You? Yeah. you we, we talked about Willy's Wonderland, right? We did talk about that, right? Which one? Willy's Wonderland. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was uh, the last one we actually yeah. talked about by him. Uh, no, Pig was. No, Pig was before that. No, Pig came out after. After was no, uh, for, or a percent sure. Uh, I know for for a fact. No, 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 no. Mm. Willie's Wonderland. And Willie's Wonderland was way better than Pig by any means. What the um, fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see your reaction. Yeah. Um. But uh, and that's funny too because in interviews, Nicolas Cage even said that his favorite movie that he's ever done is Pig. It's an amazing movie. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, but um, but this movie, guys, seriously, um, you'll have a you lot like of fun. Nicolas Cage, you'll love it. If you don't like Nicolas Cage, I think you'll at least get a good laugh out of it. Yeah. 
Um, like it is a good comedy. Yeah, it's not. And, it's not a prerequisite to know a lot about Nicolas Cage to enjoy this movie, but it does help. It does help for sure. Um, but uh, I love. I love this movie. It's. It's funny. It's. It's heartfelt even. And uh, I want to see Pedro and Nick team up again to do to do a sequel. I, really I don't do. care what it is. I don't care. They can be the new. Um, they can be the new um, Bill and Ted. They can be the new. Uh, Chris, you know, Chris Riley did Spain. <laughs> Yeah, I don't care. They can do anything ever, and I'm watching it. If you put those two names in a movie, I'm there. Yeah, it's Gene Wilder and uh, Gene Wilder and uh, Pryor, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah, guys, we can't say enough good things about. It. Go out and see it. Like, go out and see North. Yeah. Go out and see Northman, and then we'll give you a rating. Yeah, go out see that. Okay. This guy is a fucking legend. Before your asshole puckers up. I'll be up on you. Miles Davis was a heroin addict. <laughs> she thought Humphrey Bogart was a porn star. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Never shit on yourself. Never. Let's say we stop the chit-chat. A-hole! What do you say we cut the chit-chat? A-hole! Why the fuck is Nick Cage on this plane? (laughs) (laughs) To turn your back on, the gift is to turn your back on the entire human race. Pennington 2 is fucking incredible. (laughs) You tell them, Nick Cage. Tell them Smooch is good. (laughs) We have to open our minds to the infinite possibilities. I have no idea what the next one says. I, I'm trying to read it. <laughs> Your hand was laughing. Mandy no. is a fucking masterpiece. It is. It is, guys. <laughs> uh, this is an intelligent film for grown-ups. <laughs> God, we flew all over the world. Yet yeah, that's a pretty palace and a place. Well, I guess it's time to figure out how this all ends. Oh my God, Nick Cage. No, Nicholas motherfucking Cage. <laughs> we are thick, not through. We are back. Not that we went anywhere. No, not that we're anywhere at all. <laughs> and and of course the best line of the entire movie no not the bees the bees <laughs> so what's your score on this man and this is the problem I had with giving uh, Northman 4.5 because I gotta rate this higher I think this is better than Northman mm. because comedy wise um, this is gonna go this is gonna go on that shelf like that shelf of like Austin Powers, that shelf of you know the great comedies. I'm I would rewatch 100 times in a row and not get tired of it. Uh, I have to get and I'm only going up a point of a point. So 4.6. I love this movie. I think satire is something I love. I love when people can make fun of themselves and have a good time with it. And and and. 
all the Nicolas Cage movies that we reviewed in the past years are great. Mm-hmm. And I know I gave Pig a 4.8 or 4.9, so I know that, that one I rated higher than this. But I love it that Nicolas Cage is not only having a good time with this movie, mm-hmm. but he's having a good time with life now. And I feel like, I feel like, all right, there is this time, and I'll make this short and sweet. There's this time where Ultimate Warrior came back to WWE after they fucked him over hardcore. Mm-hmm. And he came back for this ultimate WrestleMania weekend and had one of the best weekends ever. And he made this speech on Monday Night Raw where he was like, if a man's, uh, when a, someday we will all breathe our last breath, we will, our heart will beat its last beat. But if a man of what he did while he was on this planet, it can touch others than he did what he was out to do. The next morning, Ultimate Warrior died after he gave that speech. Mm-hmm. If Nick Cage was to die tomorrow, this is his opus. This is his love to the world for saying, hey, I get why you love me now. <laughs> and it's that's a, why I loved it so much. The mine's a 4.6. Uh, I, it's it's hilarious. It's it's great movie. I, I want a million sequels to this. And uh, it didn't disappoint. I was expecting great things. I don't want sequels to this. I just want more Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. I just want more Nicolas Cage movies. I don't need a sequel to this movie exactly. I think this movie did exactly what it was. And I think it gave Nicolas Cage a reflection on himself not to take himself so seriously. And I think it's really helped himself out as a human, as an individual. And that's why I'm rating this so high because I can see it in the interviews that he's doing. Because back in the day when he was getting to the end, like 14 years ago when he was stopping, if you go back and watch those interviews, you can tell he hated everything. He was just (laughs) not, he was not in a good place in the world. And I think now he's come full circle to knowing who he is, what he is, and what he meant to the world out there. And I love that. I love something that, like, not only made the person reflect on what he contributed to the world, but also who he is as an individual. And I, I love that. And he's got such a wild, just a wild filmography. Like, yeah, I got a Prisoners of Ghostland picture poster on my wall down yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Prisoners so, of Ghostland. But then you got Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. And you got, like, you got uh, Raising Arizona. You mm-hmm. got classics. Movies that are classics. And then you got movies that people have never even heard of that I'm like, hey, look, he's got 109 credits. And if you haven't watched all 109 of these fucking movies, that's on you for not knowing <laughs> that those 109 movies exist. All right, man. Uh, looks like we're, we're getting to the uh, the... The mark where we have to start sort of winding down. So, critics, uh, audience score on this movie on Run Tomatoes. A hundred percent. Eighty-seven percent. Damn it! Now, what is the critic score for this movie? A hundred percent. Eighty-eight percent. Damn it! Critics consensus is smart, funny, and wildly creative. The unbearable way master town presents Nicholas Cage in peak Gonzo form. He's master of Pedro Pascal's scene-stealing performance. So, yeah. Uh, Unbreakable Way Master Talent. Uh, the Northmen, they're both in theaters. Uh, nothing's coming out this weekend. Go out and see both of them. Mainly, like, these are, these are, not, these are the best. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, but next week, I think me and Neil are actually doing a Panic Fest, uh, Panic Fest episode. So you will have two new horror films to talk about. Um, 
You may have seen we'll yet. We'll talk about movies from the Panic Fest and maybe some of the shorts as yeah, well. Yeah. Well, we're going to give a full review of the good old Panic Fest because um, me and Chris are big film watchers. Chris has been to the Panic Fest the last three years. No. Yeah, they're, they've all been incredible experiences for me. I can't wait to spend. Yeah. I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to watch, you know, me 20 films this week, this weekend. Yeah, and I'm going to at least swing in with him on, on like, uh, some point to go see a movie at the Panic Fest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, when you're in being town, Best of Fest is happening. So we'll go yeah, see. Yeah, see? Yeah. So, we, uh, can't, we can't do, even though I love to take our wives to see it, because I know that's going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. Is when the screaming starts. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll have to we'll have to find Wait, something so else. We, Even though I really want them both to see it. Did Danny not see uh, that? No, no. Leah saw. Leah saw with me. Yeah, I was gonna use the other screener, and then the time ran out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, but um, I I we'll talk about which ones we'll talk about next week. But um, I, I, oh, yeah. I yeah, but I have some. And when we get there, I'll start talking. I'll, I'll uh, talk about it a bit more. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, yeah, I'm putting up more nudie pictures okay. of Nicolas Cage because you just got to have Nicolas Cage everywhere all the time. In your fit. Look at this one. Oh, he's so hot there. I don't think that's really him. I think it's a deep fake one. No, that's that. <laughs> of course it's okay. not. It's a face morph. Okay. Uh, Come on, find, man. Uh, find us on OnlyMovies. Don't set that network on Facebook at facebook.com slash news on so podcast. We're on Twitter NTS Podcast from Instagram NTS Podcast. You need to find some Patreon, Patreon concepts, movies don't suck. You can um find shirts on you at Bonfire Concepts Movies Don't Suck something to do. Uh if you're on Facebook, watch us on Facebook, like the page or watch us on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. And when all stream platforms or you can find podcasts, you can find movies that don't suck and some that do. Uh so you can email uh, movies don't suck podcast at gmail.com. What do we do for a small business, pal? If you got a small business, we'll be more than happy to advertise for you. Just send us an email, send us a message, and be, uh, you know, and uh, we'll be more than happy to post it out there. We'll try to put it to our thousands of listeners, our millions of viewers, and definitely get, help you guys out because um, we want to help small businesses like you. And we just want to make it all happen all right. uh, for people and stuff. I think I drank that beer way too fast. Here we go. (laughs) That's another episode of Movies Don't Suck and Something to Do. My name is Neil. And I'm Chris. Remember, folks. Sorry, boss. There's only two men in the world that I trust. One of them's me, and the other is not you. Have a good night. Have a good night.